Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Payson. We are Church for the Nations in Payson, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpayson.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. We hope that you're blessed by the message that you've chosen today. God bless About two months ago when we were in pre-service prayer, the Lord said, momentum. Are you in momentum this morning? Do you feel momentum in your life? Could you feel the momentum moving in in the worship? You know, it's funny that that Nevin mentions um, the youth pastor that is sitting here this morning. Because little did he know, his yes in, 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 a, in a position caused momentum in my life. And even though God has rearranged the way we both think and our theology has, has totally done a 180, the reality of it is, is because he said yes in that place, we are who we are today because it created momentum. I'm not who I am today without his yes. CFTN Payson is not here today because, because we said yes. And believe me, there were many no's before the yes. Why would I want to move there? There's no, I go camping there. But hallelujah, two weeks ago when the storm rolled in, I said, thank you, Jesus, for delivering me from camping Because I would have been out there in that storm. And I was laying in bed just, thank you, Jesus. Because the momentum in my life of my yeses, and, and, and don't think this is just about me. I'm building up to share something with you about momentum. Your yes is going to create space for you to move forward, and it will create momentum in your life. You know, Kyle, I swear he came up and peeked at my notes. Because I felt this morning that as we're going through transition, I'm not going to ignore that there's transition going on at CFT and Payson. Okay? But the reality of the transition is, is you're going to have to be willing to lay your why at the altar or momentum will stop. And Kyle is exactly right. Are you building a fire that is passable to one generation to the next? And maybe even take that back a step further. Is my flame passable to the Vanessas in my life? To the Eds in my life? To the Judys in my life? Your flame needs to burn. And when you're willing to go to the altar, I just felt when Kyle was, was saying that, I wanted the tag team, but I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to get my chance. But some of you feel like Elijah, and you, you actually have water dripping on your altar, and you're like, God, I have no idea how you're going to light this thing, but I'm just going to say yes. Because how many of you know God showed up for Elijah. So this morning, when you lay your why at the altar, 
When you get up from the altar, it will alter your future. You can never be at the altar and get up and turn around and go the same way again. Or I would question your altar experience. Because when you lay yourself before the altar, and when you lay yourself, and and see, religion says, oh, that just means you really were a big sinner this week. No. No. I'm going to talk about David in a few minutes, but I believe David as a shepherd boy was sitting out on the hill tending them sheep, and I believe he had an altar before God that showed him a future way of worshiping, which created momentum in his life. So this morning, I'm going to ask you, lay your wise at the altar. Are you willing to do that? And I'm going to ask you to give your yeses to him this morning. And you're just going to say yes. And you don't even know what you're looking at. When, when, when we were asked to do this West Virginia thing, what do you think I said? No. I said the same thing two years ago when they said Payson. I said no. But I'm learning that if I will visit the altar, and you know, don't be afraid to visit the altar because it's going to alter where you're going. It has my life. But I prayed this morning that because of my yes, you can't be the same and neither can I. I believe this morning that I'm speaking to a lot of giant slayers. And you need to ask yourself this morning, are you willing to kill the Goliath in your life? Because if you're not willing to, the promotion to be king won't come. Won't come. Momentum. The strength or force that something has when it is standing still. Is that true? No, I'm glad you're listening. (laughs) It's something when it is moving. It's time to keep moving. Well, we're just in this transition right now, and so we're just going to sit back, and we'll just see what God has to do. No, that's wrong. What's God asking you to do? What's he asking you to do in 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 this season of changing? And I believe the word of the Lord to you this morning is keep moving. No matter what it looks like in the natural, keep moving. Another definition is the strength of the force that allows something to continue or grow stronger or faster as time passes. There's great strength coming to you in this season. Your yes to God will move people in this season. I moved to Phoenix 20 years ago, August, and my life has not stood still for one second. And I've been through a lot of movements and a lot of transition. But it's because of your faithfulness that we're will cause your momentum to keep flowing. There were many times in my life that I could have said, I'm done. I quit. But God loves your act of laying your wise at the altar and saying, I'll trust you 
He loves it. Michelle, just receive it. She's back there just in receive mode right now. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end, and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. And the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army, say, I'm that army, will make this happen. That's me and you. See, you can look around. And this past week, we can see our nation is in serious trouble. But I have great news for you this morning. The kingdom of God has never been better. It's never been better. And I, I, I watched those Dallas cops in, in some of those things. And you know what they were doing? They were running to where the shots were fired. And I have a question for you this morning. Are you running to the battle or are you running the other way? Because we got to look for those moments that will create momentum for change. See, we serve a kingdom that even amidst Fox News and all the drama and everything they're feeding us, we feed a kingdom that's unshakable. We serve a kingdom that is unstoppable. We serve a kingdom that gained momentum years ago. And I'm going to propose to you that it started with a little man and a little, a little boy called David. If, and we're going to dive into him in, in just a minute. But you know, whatever you focus on, you empower. Some of you need to shut Fox News off. <laughs> and you need to start asking God at the altar, what's... What's it? What's what, what do you want me to do? Not why? Why aren't you stopping this? But what do you want me to do in this mo moment that will create momentum for kingdom? Just as much as you can focus on negativity, whatever you focus on will draw to you. And it's the same way with truth. If you will begin to focus on truth, if you'll be able to focus on what Jesus says about you, if you'll begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say, you're more than a conqueror, you can slay that giant, you can overcome that financial burden, he'll begin to speak to you and your, 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 your mind will begin to be transformed. And it will create a momentum. Because momentum is it can be for the evil. How many of you know we got some momentum going on in our cities that are not good? It's called rioting. But how many of you know there's unity within that? So unity can be good and unity can be bad. But I'm asking you this morning, church, we got to rise up in the hour and we need to have unity. 
that says I serve an unshakable kingdom. I serve an unstoppable kingdom. And I serve the same God that little David served sitting on the hill. God has an agenda. I'm asking you this morning. Are you willing to go to the lion's den? Are you willing to be thrown in the pit? Let me just remind you of something unique about these stories I'm going to throw out here right now. They were all family members that did this for the most part. They thought they were family. Daniel and Babylon, we need you to rise up. Joseph in Egypt, we need you to rise up. David sitting on a hill thinking you're alone. You need to rise up. And your yes may cause you to go to the lion's den. Your yes may cause you to be thrown into the pit. Your yes may cause you to feel isolated, but it's going to cause you to kill the lion and the bear. And when you're willing to say yes, and you're willing to go through those moments... Your promotion of king, your promotion in the spirit will come. It happened for all these guys. I serve the same God. So let's dive into David. David created such a momentum in his life that God promised him what does our scripture say? A throne from the throne of his ancestor, David, for all eternity. Are your yeses, can God build on your yeses this morning? Because I don't think we serve a God that's going to build on our whys. He's going to build on your yeses. See, if you're not willing to kill your Goliath, you will stop the momentum to rule as king. I'm going to go through a lot of scripture. So if you're taking notes, read it later. And Nevin, he's always wanting me to do this PowerPoint thing. I don't even know what that is. So I just don't even get involved. So you're going to have to look this up the good old-fashioned way, okay? But there were several times in David's life that he had a decision to make. He had to overcome some obstacles. And God told me to do something this morning. And I have told him no a hundred times. And he won't let me do it. So I guess I'm just going to do it. He said, tell him the last thing. Because you need to understand that the last key moment in David's life where, where it was like, I don't know what this guy's going to do, was a buildup of what he had to choose to do before this time. And my last key thing is create a momentum of victory. I'm not going to go into detail, but God said, tell him, create a momentum for victory. But let me tell you, before you can create momentum for victory, you're going to have to do these next few. 1 Samuel 17, 28 says, Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard what he said to the men, talking about David. And Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, Why have you come down here? 
With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? See, he's already taken a beating. I know your presumption. I know your overconfidence and the evil of your heart. For you have come down in order to see the battle. You need to stop seeing yourself as others see you. If you want momentum in your life, you are going to have to overcome how other people see you. They were judgmental. They were critical. They, they, they laughed at him. Don't let someone's perspective of you limit your reality. I had many naysayers in the last 20 years of my life say, who do you think you are? <laughs> but those very people that threw me in the lion's den eventually came back and got me out because of decisions that they made in their life and, 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 and forgiveness that was, that was given. Did you know you can forgive in the lion's den? I believe Daniel was in the lion's den, and I believe he was like, forgive them, God. They don't know what they do. I believe David was sitting on a hill saying, God, just, just, God, just forgive my brothers. I'm going to show you why in a minute. 1 Samuel 17, 40. Then he took his shepherd's staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones out of the stream bed and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had. That is, in the shepherd's pouch. With his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistines. Don't despise small beginnings. So let me get this straight. You're going to go, I, I can just imagine this is, <laughs> this is the, the talk of the army. And how many of you know, I think David was like, I can do this. That's why his brother before said, what, you are so overconfident. What's your problem? What's in your hand? What stones do you need to pick up? Because see, what seems small and, in, and insignificant to you could be your destiny changer. That slingshot and only one stone, I'm not even going to get into the theology of the five stones, I have my own, was a destiny changer for David. But I believe the army was all there like, you are crazy. So let me get this straight. You're going to go out and you're going you're gonna to fight a giant with that. How many of you got some, and I, I want you to know, as we go through this, I began to find myself in some of these, even though I've already given God my yes to pretty much whatever he says. I've stopped trying to figure it out. I've stopped trying to analyze it because I get in trouble. I get in big trouble. And if I'm in trouble, my no to God means I'm stopping momentum in someone else's life. But my yes to God is causing momentum to go in the right direction, not only for me, but for everyone around me. Some of you just need to say yes. Don't despise small beginnings. I want to read you some facts that I found were quite interesting. Walt Disney was fired from his first job because he wasn't creative enough. <laughs> Jesus, I... 
Bless him. J.K. Rowling was fired from a secretarial job because she daydreamed, now don't stone me on this one, daydreamed too much about a boy named Harry Potter. A Baltimore television producer told Oprah Winfrey she wasn't fit for the evening news. Ever hear of Handy Dan? It's the home improvement change chain that fired Barry Marcus and Arthur Blank, which gave them the motivation to start Home Depot. Hello. They had some small beginnings, but they said yes. Even in the midst of probably people throwing them under the bus, that's the terminology. We don't really get thrown in lions, dens, and pits nowadays, but we get thrown under the bus. But those guys are pretty big now, positive or, or negative. First Samuel 16.10. And Jesse had how many sons? Let's do a quiz. How many sons did Jesse have? Eight. Well, read First Samuel 16.10. Jesse had, and don't get offended, because I read this verse and I thought, man, I'm, I'm really offended. Jesse had, for David, Jesse had seven of his sons passed before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Where's David? Oh, yeah, he's out in the field. How many of you know that moment in time, David had a decision to make? Man, the prophet's coming to my house, and I wasn't even invited. Forget, I'm not going. We can all find ourselves in that situation. Make the most of where you're at and what you're doing in that moment. David did. And we know what happened. Samuel's like, this can't be all of them. How many of you know his brothers were probably very angry again at that that point? But David, offense will stop momentum in your life. Lay it at the altar. You might not be invited the first time. But what does the Bible say? The last shall be first. Right? David was going to get picked even when people said, Now, It can't be him. He's just a redheaded, whatever they said. See, David is making the most tending his sheep, which birthed confidence and opportunity. Your filled experience is creating confidence and opportunity. First Samuel 17, 34 says, And David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after it and attacked it and rescued I mean, David doesn't hold anything back. And neither should you. I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb and it's, and it's, and it's, and from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I seized it by its whiskers and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he taunted and defied the armies of the living God. You got to get that. You're part of that army. There's confidence, there's boldness. Your faithfulness today will create momentum for your future. You don't have to be called up first. But when God marks you and he says you're it, 
He will find a way and it will, the promotion will be greater than what you could have ever thought or imagined. You're an original. You don't need to be, you know, David didn't need Saul's armor. You don't need somebody else's armor to go into the battle that he's called you to. Don't let anybody clothe you with something you're not supposed to be clothed with. 1 Samuel, uh, Samuel 17.33 Then Saul said to David, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you're only young man, and, has, and he has been a warrior since his youth. I'm going to tell you something more today. You need to close your ears to criticism right now. And you need to get around faith-filled people that can see your spirit and say, I know God has a plan for you. We're better together because of each other. Don't allow the enemy or anyone else to make you question your age, your experience, or lack thereof, or you will lose momentum. If I would have listened to everything my parents told me, and I wouldn't have said yes to some things that, that, that some, I love my parents. They taught me what they knew. They really did. But there's movement in the spirit. And I believe we're going to look back if we will continue to give God our yes. And in two years, you're going to look back and you're going to say, we don't even look the same. I'm not even the same person. But it's dependent on you being an original you. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work it out in your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Your master is not a human. Your master is the living God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's who your daddy is. Faithfulness will bring promotion. If you feel stuck this morning, you need to check your faith walk. David was faithful in the small things he was faithful. Are you willing to kill the lion and the bear when nobody's watching? It's not going to hit social media. It's not going to hit it's not going to hit Fox News. Because God says, "I will accelerate in public what you're willing to do in the private." And some of us look around and think, "Wow, I'm going to kill this thing." I wonder if somebody's going to tweet about me. No. Well, I might if I get a good picture. Become, become goal and reward motivated. First Samuel 17, 24 to 26. And whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from, from him in great fear. I thought about what happened in Dallas this week. If you watch that coverage, those police officers were running to the battle. 
These guys were afraid. Don't fear your giant this morning. He goes on to say, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man comes out? And he comes out to defy Israel. And the king will give him great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will, and will exempt his family from taxes. Hallelujah. And David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for... David's now asking him. Didn't you just hear this? Check the motive of your heart. Don't allow motives of your heart to stop momentum in your future. And David says, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes his, moves this disgrace from Israel, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? I think we need to be looking at some giants in our great nation and say, what right do you have to defy the armies of the living God? That's going to take you, maybe sitting in the field. Maybe you feel like you're in the lion's den right now. Maybe you feel like you've been in the pit, but it's going to take you saying, I'll do it. 1 Samuel 17.44 says, come here, he said, and I'll give you, this is Goliath talking to, to David, I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Who's fighting your battles? I hope it's Jesus. If it's you, you're going to be in big trouble. See, the enemy is roaring right now in people's lives and in this nation to try and stop the momentum of the kingdom. Because he's trying to get people to shake internally like, oh, goodness, this can't happen right now. What's our kids going to do? I don't know. Ask God. He put us here for such a time. He put us here in this time frame for us to do something. Fear of failure and the unknown will shift momentum just as much as faith and trust will shift it in the opposite direction. Don't be afraid. With God on our side, everything is possible. See, situations and problems we face every day most often are between success and failure, mediocrity and excellence, malice and momentum. Your momentum will shift the words you speak depending on where you fall in that. In 1 Samuel 17.45, and this is, this is right after <laughs> Goliath is kind of, you know, who do, I'm going to feed you to the birds. How many of you have heard that one before? You ain't going to make it. This is, should be your response. And then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear. And I think he maybe had an edge on his, I would have had an edge on my voice. You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. And I'm going to kill you. That needs to be your response to your Goliaths. I'm going to take you out. See, when you realize who you are in him, it will create a momentum in you to keep moving no matter what that giant looks like. Obedience is the key to you 
moving forth and going through and having momentum in your life. The obedience of, yeah, God, I'll go. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't know my, my, my role. I don't, I, I, but I'll go. I'll go. I think David maybe had some of that. He thought he was tasked to go feed his brothers. And I think he walks up on there. And see, sometimes you got to get this in your spirit this morning. Sometimes God will send you for, well, yeah, I'll take food to my brothers. But when you walk up on that land, you're like, I bet something rose up in David. And he said, oh, no, I'm here for a greater purpose than what I thought. Because sometimes you don't see the full picture. We're on the last one. Do you see all the things, all the moments in David's life that he had to overcome to get to create a momentum for your victory? See, he wouldn't have had victory over, over, he would not have had victory over Goliath if he wouldn't have killed the lion and the bear. If he wouldn't have killed the voice that said, who do you think you are? Can you feel momentum? Are you ready to run? Man, that was, that was bad. 1 Samuel 17, 48 and 49 says, And the Philistine moved closer to attack him. This is key. This is what we see our, our country right now. And David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Are you ready to run? Because if you're not, momentum will stop. And you're going to come to me. And you're going to come to people in your life. And you're going to go, I'm so frustrated. I don't know what I'm doing. Did you say yes? Say yes. See, you need to be ready when the enemy shows up to try and break your momentum and kill your dreams. You better be ready. Don't go hide. Obviously, unless God says to, but... David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. And reaching into his bag, reaching into that, to that, big, that smallness that he, and everybody laughed at him. He reached in. And he, I, I still think he was running. I think he was full out sprint. And he said, re, and reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. I don't know, did God, did, did he know that he knew, that he knew, that he know, that he know, that he know, that he could do that? <laughs> or he just say, I'm going. God, you got me. I think he said that. But because of his victories to that moment, he knew that he knew that he knew he could do it. Some of you need to run this morning to your Goliath. Some of you need to attack the lack in your life. Some of you need to run to that brother or sister who has maybe threatened you and say, I forgive you. You're released. Whatever that Goliath is, I just want you to begin to ask him and begin to ask him, Father, what? And some of you already know, oh, yeah, I, I, I have ten Goliaths. Well, then go pick up ten stones. 
<laughs> don't ask me how to shoot that because I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a profession. Don't delay what needs to happen. See, I hear all the time, well, I, I don't know, and, I, and, 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 and don't hear me wrong. I know that God, Graham Cook has some awesome stuff on God is a God of manifestation, but he's a God of hiding as well. Sometimes he hides for purpose because he wants to see if you'll just keep seeking, if you'll just keep knocking, if you'll just keep asking. But somewhere in these moments of life, we shift into, Why? And I'm asking you, will you just say yes? I'm saying yes. And it's moving me. Literally. See, preparation. David was a man after God's own heart. But that did not come separate from preparation. Everything he did up until this moment of time to kill Goliath was preparation. Everybody say it. Preparation. Some of you need to go home and kill the, kill the lion and the bear in your closet and say, there, I did it. I did it. But some of you have already done that and now you need to run to the front lines and you need to say, I'm going to the battle. David didn't, he, he, he didn't even have a sling. He might have had a slingshot, but he didn't know he, that's how he was going to do that. I believe it's spirit to spirit. Instead of step to step, it's spirit to spirit. Walking that will create momentum in your life. Momentum is movement. And if you feel, oh, I'm just not doing anything, get moving. I don't care if it's a baby step. Just do something. Just say, okay, God, I'll do it. I'll step. I kind of feel I'm doing baby steps right now. Preparation creates confidence, which will produce momentum. The effectiveness of your momentum will be determined by you not by your pastor you can't look to me and say well Dina you're everything I want to be too bad <laughs> what's God saying to you huh oh man oh man don't try and defeat your enemy with someone else's armor clothe yourself in Jesus and run to the fight Tim will you come Are you ready? Did you know that sound creates momentum? You know why I know? Because I love football. And when you're in a football, even if I'm at home alone, there's so much momentum going on in my living room, even if I'm alone. You can ask my family. Like everything inside of me, there's this big momentum. And I know they're going to win. Objects sometimes get thrown. I try not to break it. But there's momentum. Y'all come to West Virginia and you'll see mo momentum is just your yes. See, there's a reason why people like to be around fa football fans because they're fun, because they're talking and they're clapping. And it says the joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> 
Joy is action. It's a year. It's, it's a time of incredible action. Are you willing to release the sound this morning that will create a momentum in your life that will, will take down the Goliath of your life? You have to speak it. If I went to a football game and everybody's just looking at me like, oh, hope we win. I don't want to be part of that. I want to win. And God wants you to win. And I'm part of God's army that says he's going to perform some things for us. Everybody stand up. I'm going to go over these one more quick time. I asked God, why would you give me keys this morning? I am not a point, I am not a, 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 a seven or eight point sermon, but this came. Stop seeing yourself the way others see you. Father God, I release right now fresh vision and fresh fire to fall in their lives, God. That they would only see the you that you've called them to be. That the I am would come and rest inside of them. That they can declare with confidence, I am because I am is in me. Don't despise small beginnings. Some of you need to pick up that stone and say, I'll go with it, God. Make the most of where you're at. I don't care if you're sitting alone or if you're in the pit or if you're in the lion's den or you're on the mountaintop. This morning, be grateful for where he has you. 20 years ago, I walked into Phoenix and a, and a man and a woman poured their life into me in that moment. It might have looked like a small beginning, but it was just the beginning. Ignore criticism of others when your direction is unclear. Father God, I decree and declare this morning, clarity. Clarity. Father, that they know that they know what they're to do. Father, I thank you that they have their eyes on the prize and that they are goal-oriented, Father God. That their focus is on you. Father, I thank you that they're willing to cry out to you, who will fight my battle, God? God, I pray that, that your army, your heaven, heaven's army would join us this morning and that we would join you to fight the fight. That we are part of a kingdom that is unshakable. That we are part of a kingdom that is unstoppable. And Father, that today we would create a momentum of victory. Father God, that when we lay ourselves at the altar, we will walk away and never be the same. It will alter our future for victory. See, no matter where you find yourself this morning, build yourself an altar to God. Because I promise you, tomorrow you'll wake up and it will alter tomorrow. And it will alter the next day. And in 20 years, you're going to say, I'm so glad that man of God was faithful because he altered my future. And even though you may just be planting the seed today, God is faithful to harvest. He is faithful to water and harvest. And there's going to be a great harvest coming because of your yes, because of your momentum. I believe today that you can read the story of David and it will cause momentum to spring forth. Even today, thousands of years later, a momentum in your life. Maybe some of you have never said yes to Jesus. 
Maybe you just need to give him the yes of your heart. Yeah, I'll say yes. Maybe some of you, you're, we, we have all different walks this morning. But your obedience is so crucial today that you say yes. Because not only does your life depend on it, but others' lives depend on your yes. I'm going to come back here in several months and I'm going to continue to see the momentum of today, the momentum of two years. Because God's faithful to carry out momentum. This morning, if you're here and you're ready to kill your Goliath, you're ready to kill your giant, I just want you to come to the altar. If you're here and you just say, I just want to say yes to God. I just want to say yes to vision. I want you to come and we're going to pray for you. God loves your obedience. He loves the action of, I'm just going to lay down. I'm just going to be a laid down lover for you today, Jesus. I'm going to give you my yes. And I'm going to pray, God, that your angelic and your Holy Spirit will land on that yes and will and will perpetuate it forward to great momentum. I believe your yes this morning will actually alter families. It's going to alter marriages. It's going to alter finances. Each step I feel. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Pacing. We are Church for the Nations in Pacing, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpacing.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. God bless you.